This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. I want to ask you, why are all these streamers so horrible with money? And Willis. You know, I feel yeah. like they're like, oh, yeah, we've talked to all the tiny indie theaters and they're like, I guess. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Welcome, dear listener, back to another episode of Pixel Splitters. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about HBO because that seems to be for a while there. We were talking about Netflix every week. Now we're talking about HBO every week. They're one upping uh, each other, you know, HBO Max and the Discovery merger, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's stuff going on there. Uh, yes. We're also going to talk about SAG-AFTRA mm-hmm. and their new approved deal to allow actors to appear in multiple shows at the same time. And we'll talk about what that kind of means for actors, what that means for production, I guess. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll see where that one goes. That, that's what I'm curious. Definitely. Um, and we're going to wrap it up by talking about the infamous movie pass. It's back, baby. has returned somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I, I don't either. <laughs> but before we get into that, uh, Josh, you want to um, you want to let us know what's coming out this week? I do. Yes. So let's begin with theatrical, as we always do. Number one, as always, three thousand years of longing premieres tomorrow, yes. August twenty sixth. George Miller's latest. I think his last yeah. movie was Fury Road. So like, let's was Mad go. Max Fury Road? Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> And honestly, I've tried to stay away from trailers. I've seen the first one, but I'm kind of like, I, I just want to, I feel like this is a movie that they're going to give too much away on. So I'm like, I want to mm. just go in blind. It's Idris Elba, Tilda Swinton. I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. It looks weird. I will say I have weird. watched all of the trailers. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm one of those, like I'm click and play. I don't, I can't, I sure. can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. um, I still have no idea what's going on. That's good. Okay. I like, and you know, it's, it's George Miller. They, the movie itself may not have any idea what's going on. Exactly. Um, I mean that in the best possible way. That sounded negative, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hyped for this one. I am as well. So that's coming out tomorrow. We also have the invitation, not Kuren Kusama's invitation, a new (laughs) invitation, uh, which I've only seen the first trailer for, and I only kind of vaguely know it's kind of a thriller, psychological thriller, possibly a horror movie. We're not sure yet. Uh, but the yes. tagline is a young woman who is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot, which I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know how you can describe uh, conspiracy as gothic, but but sure. Sure. You know, I'm in. It, it, it's I feel something like that to just watch. means vampires. It means I, vampires, right? It probably means vampires. I'm not sure there's blood on the tra- on the poster, so yeah. like probably, but I don't know. It's it's in this in similar vein as like the menu that new movie that's coming out where it's like yeah. she gets invited somewhere and things go wrong immediately. Yes. So it's one of those, and I think you know who knows coming out tomorrow. Check it out. Um, streaming wise, yes. we've got Lots. Sly Stallone's Samaritan premiering tomorrow on Amazon Prime, where he plays a washed up superhero, and no doubt know, soon to be discussed on Tuned In. <laughs> Yes, because um, this has the all the markings of both you and I are just going to hit play on this. Yep. On Friday and be like, yep. well, that we movie go. exists. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's amazing. Maybe this is like it could be. I I, I mean, as you recall, I mentioned this before the pod. Uh, this was my one to watch for mm-hmm. way back when we did our most anticipated movies of 2022. Yes. Um. I you know I I really like the concept of this. Um, yeah, there's been a couple trailers now. It seems kind of a little cookie cutter, a little bit. But we'll we'll see. Who knows? You know, um, we'll both be checking it out. Yes, listeners, uh, <laughs> we will. Shows wise, we got a couple things here. Two things coming to FX, which I don't know if that necessarily means they're going to come to Hulu that day. Usually, it's like the next day type yeah. of thing. But we got Welcome to Wrexham, the Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhaney, like, docu-series about docu-series. their, uh, like, their, them uh, acquiring Premier the League team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> team, yeah. 
which was really weird because I, I heard about that on some podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was Smartless, maybe. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was Smartless. Um, but like, what a weird like I'm fascinated by that. Like, what a weird yeah. thing and what a weird thing to make a docuseries about. I get like, yeah, totally. Sure. I, guess. I mean, like, um, I have, yeah. no, I have no expectation at all. I don't even know if yeah. I watch this, but, you know, <laughs> could be fun. Yeah, it's there. Um, it will be one of those you're, you you watch the first episode and you'll either never watch another episode or watch the whole damn thing in a row. Exactly. And this uh, actually came out yesterday as well as yes. also on FX or FXX. Archer season 13 guys still still cooking along. Still. You know, H. John Benjamin. Let's go. Just get him. In Do the you booth. know anyone that still watches the show? I don't know. I, no, I don't. I, this show is incredible. Like it's amazing. It's one of the best like adult animated shows on, yeah. which is a really specific genre, but it's and really it's been good. going since 2009. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first season and it's like not an insubstantial cast. I'm curious what they're doing without Jessica Walter. I know. I know. You Mallory, know, but like uh, yeah. It <laughs> was a huge part. Of yeah, the show. but I mean like it's H John Benjamin, but it's also Judy Greer, Amber Nash, Chris Parnell and Parnell. Aisha Taylor. Yep. Like, like that with, is with a ton not a, of huge characters yeah. that are just like random people that you'd know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christian Slater as Slater. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's wild. It like, I don't know. I, I used to love this show. I mean, I still love this show. I, yeah, it's great. I say phrasing all the time still I, just oh in my, my general God. life. And it's, I don't know how it's still going. It's crazy. It's amazing. So Archer season 13 guys, clearly they, don't need the viewers because they're they're continuing this train. But check it out. It it premiered last night. We also have on Hulu premiering today, Mike, the Mike Tyson uh yeah. series, which I have absolutely no expectation for. I'm not I don't know much about Mike Tyson. The yeah. the main actor I love, Trevante Rhodes. Rhodes. Yes. Um so I mean I have faith that it's gonna be good. I, I having all of these kind of like biopic shows and movies hit at the last couple of years has made me go like is there really something here i know mike tyson like there's clearly something yeah. here but i like them to work on these for a while you know so they get something good under their belts before just putting it out and these have been coming fast and furious recently so i i hope it's good i really well, hope here's it's my good. thing with this and this is all i'll say but i'm like i could handle a two-hour biopic movie sure about mike tyson I don't see myself like coming back for two, three, four, five episodes. Yeah. And they're probably, I'm kind of, I'm I'm just going to be like, okay, like, I don't, I'm not that attached to Mike Tyson. Right. Right. (laughs) So another one to watch. It's on Hulu coming out today. Also coming out today. Lower Decks is back. Season three. I can't believe they're on season three already, but here we go. Crazy. (laughs) So yes, Star Trek Lower Decks back. On Paramount Plus, so check it out, folks. You know it's good. There's a reason it's still on, and yes. uh, that's it for releases this week, guys. So let's, without further ado, right. get, get on into, into this app. All right, so we've been talking a lot about HBO, like I said at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going through some severe growing pains. Yes, lots of changes going on. And there's really three sub little things that we're going to talk about. Last Sunday was the premiere of House of Dragon. Yes. Sequel to the wild, not sequel, prequel, prequel. I guess. Companion piece to yes. the wildly successful Game of Thrones. I love that I'm explaining this as though anyone needs to be told what House of Dragon is. Yeah. Have you heard um, of but Game maybe, of Thrones? <laughs> hey, 10 million people watch this, this show on Sunday. Um, yeah. And I think that was like not even a full number. I think they were still saying like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, th- that was their baseline number. And they think it might be higher or something along the line. Yes. Which is huge. It's the largest premiere HBO's ever had. Yeah. Which and is largest, like saying something like. And the largest premiere of any show this year, which is like there's yeah. been some banger shows with huge names and big properties yeah. behind them. So that's. I mean, Stranger yeah. Things came out this like, yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, Kenobi um, came out this year. <laughs> Kenobi, yeah, like th- <laughs> endless. Um, yeah. So that's back. Mm-hmm. I will say, without getting too in in the weeds about House of Dragon, um, it brought me right back. I was like, yep, I'm in there. 
back in the Game of Thrones world. I didn't think I would because it had a, such a controversial final season, Game of Thrones right. did. But I was right in there. Um, so that's going well for them thus far. Yeah, There's only been is. one episode. Um, <laughs> and we had some doubts. I, th- I think we had talked about this like six months ago or so and been like, I don't know how much people are going to care. Right. I mean, I asked you, I was like, do you think that this the the, the poor reception to the final season is going to impact anyone being like, eh, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm out yeah. on Game of Thrones, but I guess not. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a few people out there, but like, sure. I feel like my general reaction to it is more. I want redemption for the Game of Thrones universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want that season to be the period on the whole universe. Totally. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. They also, we will, I will put a, a asterisk here. Uh, we will get further into house of dragon on this yes. week's tuned in. So tune in. So tune in. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that came along with that is HBO released what I guess is like, a. Well, it's a sizzle reel of all of their properties coming, which in my head, I was like, this is weirdly timed. It's like not the beginning of the year or anything, but I'm like, no, I guess it's the end of the summer. Right. Like we're coming. This is like, this is perfectly timed for a traditional. Here's a cable subscription series sizzler for the fall season. Um, Exactly. Yes industry his dark materials like yeah white lotus like all the big stuff that people still watch um yeah um yeah house of dragon yep last of us which was which was huge we'll talk about that yeah so lots of stuff coming and i swear to god i'm like almost a little bit annoyed because i want to watch all of it yes <laughs> um <laughs> yes like just scrolling through this i'm like obviously house of dragon yeah his dark materials. I'm like, his dark materials has been one of those ones. I'm like, I have to watch this like right now. Yeah. Um, but I still it's haven't watched show. the first season. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, it's been on my list and I'm like desperately want to watch it because I love those books, but like, yeah, I've just never found my way. Um, right. Right. The white house plumbers. I'm fascinated about, mm-hmm. um, love you. Some Woody Harrelson. Um, he's amazing. Yeah. And it's like all this stuff that I'm like, like great show after great show after great show. And all of it's like new season, second season, third season. And I'm like, how are we like, how are there this many things that I'm like psyched about that have been already going? Yeah. For one or two seasons. Like, <laughs> yeah. That I'm like, oh man, I got to get like succession. Barry was in there. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that they had remade Gossip Girl. I didn't either. On HBO. Okay. Nope. nope. Um, Hacks is coming back. Like Tokyo Vice, which Warrior, like, eh. Tokyo Vice, Tokyo Vice. I got like two or three episodes in, and like I want to go back, but I feel like Tokyo Vice requires a very specific mindset to watch. Isn't it Ansel Elgort? Yeah, and also God, like cannot man. be watched it during the day because yeah. like the entire thing takes takes place in the like darkest of nights. Oh, so you need to be in uh, a pitch black room to see anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I got you. I got so, you. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not watching that at seven in the morning or something like that. Of course, um, yeah. And then the big one that they seem to specifically single out, which you mentioned a second ago, uh The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've talked about um in terms of video game adaptations. Yes, and that this has been in production for a very long time. Like I remember yeah. them talking about a Last of Us movie like 10 years ago. Like this was something where like this has been yeah, in production. I think Pedro Pascal has just recently in the last like 4 years become attached to this, but yeah. 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 It's a big thing uh, and I think and it, yeah. freaking Bella Ramsey like yeah, love her. Lady yeah. or not. That was one of those ones that like, that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to hop right back into the Game of Thrones world because I saw her in that trailer and I went, Lady Mormont. And I was like, there's a name that I should probably not be able to just like summon in a heartbeat. Right. But it just um, unlocks something in your brain. Yeah. You're like, considering oh, okay. it was like five years ago. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So this looks pretty good. I'm psyched for this. Um, yes. 
But let's talk about the bigger thing of HBO putting out this teaser of all of these major things coming two weeks after they axed some major stuff, pulled a bunch of stuff off the platform, like seemed to be just like completely redirecting their their direction. Yeah, and I actually it wasn't even two weeks because this premiered the same day that I was seeing creators on Twitter being like, I finished watching the last episode of the show that I wrote because I knew that it was going to be gone. And as I clicked off, it says content not available anymore. Wow. So like there's this came on the like literally minutes after like a bunch of these and a lot of it's animated stuff, a lot of it's kid shows, but like that's not sure insignificant. That doesn't discredit. Yeah, exactly. That just completely got taken off. Um, and so it, it left me with a weird taste in my mouth where I'm like, yes, I'm super, and I'm looking on YouTube now, this video is still number nine on YouTube's trending list, which is huge. Yeah. Um, this stuff all looks amazing, but it seems like they're trying to, to, it seems purposeful that they did this. Like you were saying like, yeah, you know, it's, it's the mid-year point, like this is what's coming, but it seems too pointed to be like, we need yeah. more people to to watch this stuff or so, or to get excited about this stuff while laying off all these people, axing all of these original shows, and just yeah. and and it's it's not that like oh you can go find like these are gone like you can't find them. They're, it's not like they went to VOD. It's not like you can find them on other services. Like these were HBO Max originals and they're gone like forever. Yeah. Like you'll never find them again. Yeah. And that's like. That's something that with the age of streaming, and we talk about, you know, physical media all the time. Like, yeah. When does it become beneficial for us to keep collections of physical media again? Because, like, we'll yeah. never see any of this stuff. Like, Infinity Train, like, and a this lot has of been stuff a, that I'm like... Yeah, this has been a big conversation around a lot of the stuff that they're pulling here. Of Like, if it's not there... It's no, And it's not, and we've <laughs> talked about how, yeah, like, you, it's not like you can go and rent it you know, I think an American pickle was the one that I, I've seen a lot of reference to of yeah. like, you know, if you can't stream it, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can buy that one, but like, you know, if if you can't get it anywhere online and you can't get it physically, like, That's does it? it just is it gone? Is it like, yeah, is there a vault somewhere in you know? It's, I mean, I'm sure they're not like deleting every copy of it sure. or anything like that, but like, format, Boop. <laughs> you know, if they're just locking it away from the world like yeah that sucks yes and a big thing is and who knows they haven't obviously stated this or anything but a big reason is that they don't want to pay these shows that don't perform as well as succession they don't want to be paying out these residuals because they're going yeah. through this huge this really hard time and i want to ask you why are all these streamers so horrible with money <laughs> like, I just don't understand where it's like we are on top of the world and we can do no wrong, but we also have nothing saved so that when one thing happens and a shift happens, we have to lay off like like hundreds of people and, and yeah. can all of these pro – like why Netflix did this? Disney will never do this, but like Netflix did this, HBO is doing this. Like I just don't get what's happening here. Like these – like <laughs> like what? Well – I have like a half formed thought here that will either deliver or be completely ridiculous by the time I get to the second half of it. So perfect. Love bear it. with me. <laughs> My mentality around a lot of this is a lot of these streamers and I'm discounting Netflix because it's not going to fall into it's not because it's not going to apply to the point I'm trying to create. No, because <laughs> Netflix is a different conversation. Netflix. Sure. You know, uh, is its own kind of thing but a lot of these companies that are pivoting to this stuff mm -hmm. are when you get to the peak of it owned by companies that are creators of physical objects right so the, the case in point hbo used to be owned by at&t yes you know at&t sells like Phones and phones, yeah, like phone lines and like all this stuff, or yeah. to Apple Plus, literally same thing. It's like Apple. they sell phones, yeah, it's Apple. Yeah. Like they create physical stuff, 
And, um, you know, Disney to a degree, too, is like Disney has this huge history of filmmaking and things like that. But also, you know, Bob, uh, what's his name now? The new guy. Chapek. Bob Chapek came up through the parks. You know what I yes. mean? He didn't come yeah. up through the. So like there's this this level to which I think there's. And again, I'm, I'm speaking from my baseline knowledge of how I've observed the situation. Um, yeah. Not from any real like. I'm like, oh, yes, I've talked to Bob Chapin. In the boardroom, yeah. Um, But my sense is that a lot of them are trying to apply business practices that work for physical goods. Amazon, Mm. too. Amazon, you know, like all of them. Like Paramount. Well, Paramount's owned by, uh, I guess Paramount's kind of its own. CBS and um, Yeah, Paramount, a weird example in there but but they're also um, like uh, like i wouldn't put them in the top five streamer you know like it's not the you named them all like prime hbo netflix disney so it's like there's like this disconnect that like i think and i don't know if this applies to them being like oh well you know this physical stuff just exists like you know but they're they're companies that i think aren't in the mindset of trying to maintain Yes, yes, literally, that's exactly what I was going to say. And, like, honestly, like, nor should they be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it makes no sense for AT&T to be like, you know what we need to do constantly is preserve art. I'm like, no, you need to, like, sell phone subscription, which is, like, that's the whole thing of why um, AT&T has spun HBO off because they were like, we don't know know what the fuck we're doing, you know. (laughs) It Um, doesn't make sense, yeah. Yes, so I feel like that's part of what I'm seeing is what's going on is that like when it comes to the higher, higher ups, it's like people that don't understand their product, which is like a thing. But yeah, that's kind of where I land. I'm like, and you know, like I said, Netflix is a different thing because Netflix does do this stuff, but Netflix also started all of this really. So like- what? Yeah, yeah, and their business model was mostly throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And yeah. And sometimes yeah. not giving things long enough um, chance to stick. Yeah. It does. I, I am curious if there will ever be a kind of like. So, I mean, there's obviously not for profit organizations out there that are working to preserve films and working to preserve this stuff. Most of it, I think, these days is around like way older movies of like yeah like let's preserve you know movies from the 50s that are rotting in a cold room somewhere right that we have to do something with the celluloid yeah um but like at some point there has to be that conversation too of like yeah all of this stuff is sitting on a hard drive Mm -hmm. somewhere in a server somewhere and the, the existence of this stuff is completely at the whim of the people who own it you know um yeah disney's vault is a good example yeah and like if you look at it from a like content perspective like yeah of course like disney owns all of their shit and can do whatever they want about it but if you look at it from like an art kind of thing if you compare it to like a painting or something like that it's like yeah if you own all of this stuff if i own you know 10 matisse's like it's perfectly within my right to light them all on fire yeah or to store them and put them in a box for no one ever to find again Mm -hmm. but also i could just like they could be donated they yeah i say like i'm just gonna like have any concept of what donating 10 matisses is like (laughs) but like you know i i could loan them to a library i could loan like there's it it becomes a different conversation. it's about getting art to the people as opposed to just being like i own this which is my mentality, clearly not the mentality of a lot of people in the art community, but <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know. It will this stuff from HBO ever show up again? Probably not, honestly. I, I mean, I like Batgirl, I don't think we'll ever see. Never, never. Um, not even like 20 years down the line. Not that anybody will no. be looking for it 20 years down the line, but like, no, no way, you know. Which sucks. Um, yeah. 
and what you said about like the company like with Apple, a lot of these companies deal with planned obsolescence, so, you know? Like they're yeah. like we're not making this stuff to last the test of time. This doesn't have to we don't last forever, we, yeah. Exactly. We sell off of the first line that it's dropped off. And then after that, it doesn't really matter. We're working on the next thing. And I've been seeing that a lot recently. And it's like, well, this didn't perform well right now. So let's yeah. let's shelve so this entire it. thing. Yep. And it's like, and a lot of it is the residual issue. Where it's like, they don't want to be paying out these things and aren't bringing in like, yeah. you know, 10 million on the premiere, like Thrones did. And um, which is, yeah, it's that's making I, me rethink my physical media thing. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's like, uh, <laughs> kind of like, I would love to see that nonprofit pop up of, it would almost have to be like a bankruptcy for um, content. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, this is not going to do anything ever again. Right. You know what I mean? We fully admit that this season of whatever, mm -hmm. you know, or we'll take an American pickle. If you can get someone to say, we as you know, uh, Warner media discovery fully believe that this, an American pickle will never make money again. Mm -hmm. will never garner us subscribers or anything like that. And we have no desire to further pursue that. Give me the nonprofit. That's going to say, okay, if you think that's true, sign these things, we will negotiate with all of the players involved mm -hmm. to like, break out of those contracts you know to break out of those residuals and this content can go on our other service here for free yeah yeah and like it would have to be completely non-profit because you can't then go like start making a profit off of it it's just like sure here's a thing that is just dead content yeah and Ooh. we're just gonna put it here because you know like Imagine you're you're a young up and coming filmmaker that wants to watch everything Seth Rogen's ever done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're going to get through 80 percent of it and then hit three films with like an asterisk on him. They're like, well, I can't find it. Like, you know, can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Can't find it because it's behind a gate. Yeah. Because Warner Media Discovery doesn't think it's going to make money. So why even put it out? Like, right. Yeah. I There's. Something to be said for like, let me just like, if you're not going to, if it's going to be dead, just, you know, sprinkle yeah. the ashes. I don't know. Let it be shown for free it. then. Like who, it, yeah. it literally like, yeah, it, it's an issue right now. That's always been an issue, but it's becoming really a bigger issue now that all these major corporations are stepping into the game where it's like, yeah. well, if it's not making money, then it has no value. And it's like, that's just simply not true. The amount of movies that made no money, like classics that made zero money yeah. that are now thought of as like, oh, I couldn't imagine thinking about cinema without this movie. Yeah, Most classics didn't do well on release. And it's like, yeah. that's just, imagine, imagine. Imagine the only movies that people are going to watch are m like movies that made a billion dollars. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Jurassic World and, you know, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness will be in the Criterion Collection soon. And, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a big issue and we'll follow it closely because I'm really yeah. kind of confused and worried about what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just like I I know I just like I want to write a paper about Batgirl. Yeah. You know, and be like what happened like let me see this movie so I can like say what's up with it. Like that's yeah. but it'll never happen. We'll uh, never see it. We'll ne It can't even can't even be studied from like a scholarly point of view. Nope. Nope. So. Oh. Uh, speaking of, well, speaking of actors and their residual contracts, kind of. Yeah, um, definitely. SAG-AFTRA. Uh, yes. SAG, which is commonly known as SAG, uh, yes. which is the Actors Union, um, the Screen Actors yes. Guild. I don't know what AFTRA stands for. Uh, AFTRA stands for... Uh, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. So there it kind go. of encapsulates everything. Giant. Giant actor union. Yes. If you're performing, 
you're probably part of this union. <laughs> yes. It's a big thing for a lot of actors to like get on a show that allow makes them SAG eligible so they can, you know, become part of the union and, you know, get health benefits and et cetera, et cetera. It tends to lead to better roles and things like that. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they have signed a agreement allowing actors to appear on multiple shows, to be contracted on multiple shows simultaneously. Yes. Which my initial reaction to this, not, well, not, not my initial reaction. Cause I like know more of what's going on, but like, <laughs> I feel like the general reaction to this would be like, what? Like they can't be on multiple shows. Yeah. What does that even mean? Josh, you want to like go a little bit deeper into what, what that means? Yeah. So, I mean, basically that's, that's what it comes down to is actors. A lot of the times were barred from being on more than one. And a lot of this was, you know, obviously with cable and now with streaming, everything's kind of up in the air, but you weren't allowed to be even like a day player on certain shows, um, within this certain window of time. And I mean, there's tons and tons of, uh, like stories and examples of this, but it really came down to the fact that like these studios and these production companies and even some of these, uh, well, it's mostly just the studios being like, it's written in the contract that you can't. And I think, I think what it was is they don't want to have like conflicting shows being like, well, it's yeah. the main character of this show and they're the main character of that show. But it was even so far as I remember hearing about rest of development where like they couldn't even, I think Tony Hale was on two shows at the same time with some contract, some mm-hmm. some interesting contract. He wasn't able to be in any of the promo shoots for Arrested Development during yeah. that season. Yeah, he he was on Veep at the same time, I believe. Veep, that's what it was for the newest yeah. uh, uh, Arrested Development seasons. Wasn't able to be in like any of the promo stuff because that was yeah. like part of the contract. In his contract. And a lot of yeah. it, yeah. And so it it became like a it w- it wasn't so much of an issue back in the day because of the residuals were hitting a lot harder and things were more stable because there were less networks for you to be on it was like one of three major networks and you could be on these and you know you, well, you and had a also, show that could run for 10 seasons and you know yeah and, well and your general season was 22 episodes and ran for right. most of the year you know and it was like right. there's not like a you know here comes another uh series you know in that three month period right exactly um yeah because there was a pilot season and you you really didn't have this kind of rolling schedule like they do now with with streamers and like we talked about with sydney sweeney uh uh either last episode or two episodes ago where it was like these actors don't make as much off residuals now because syndication like everything's changed and so now it's like something had to shift yeah. And so this is what happened is like they're now allowing because I mean who knows? You can be on a you could do a you could shoot for a mini series that premieres like 2 years from now, you know? Yeah. It happens all the time. You could shoot for a mini series that premieres next month. And yeah. so things are so up in the air and so fluid that this I think was inevitable. Like you couldn't have had Absolutely. this stick. You know, you you had to be able to let everyone do their thing because you could have someone be on an Apple show and a Netflix show simultaneously and likely no one would even know, you know? Yeah. You know, on, on Yeah, two especially shows. with like eight episode runs. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you're going to do you're going to shoot for 2 months and then like pre this arguably it's like okay so you shoot for two months there might be a season two or we'll announce a season two and then you're kind of locked into like not being able to do anything else Mm -hmm. you know until you shoot for another two months in like a year that's insane it's insane that's just like an adaptation (laughs) of like and the weird thing is is that like it's sag that's like enforcing these rules to a degree of like yeah you have to you know not do this which like is super not on board for the uh (laughs) the acting community Um, which is why i'm like not surprised that this is passed in any capacity because it's like yeah yeah everyone's Um, on board like (laughs) yeah and it's like a weird thing it's weird because i can think of examples of like yeah that's totally true you know but then i feel like i and I'm sure if I thought about it for like more time, I'd talk myself out of it. But I'm like, right. I feel like there's certain actors that are on everything all the time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
I don't know why, but The Rock is where I go to with billions. Ah. You know what I mean? I feel like the Rock, there's no way that billions is the only TV show that The Rock was doing. But I'm like, yeah, I guess. Well, he also had his own show, right? That was like, I can't remember what it was called. That it was some like workout, like competition show, like oh. thing. I can't remember what it was called now. Oh, I watched um, that. I forgot about that show. Oh. Yeah, but that was happening definitely same time as Billions, like <laughs> for sure. But that, but even that feels like a loophole in the whole thing yeah. of like, well, he's hosting versus acting, right? You know. Right. Um, Oh, it wasn't. See, this is the okay. I'm sorry, dear listener. It wasn't billions. It was ballers. Oh, it was the show that the Rock so was on. Talking about the same show. No, no, no. Ballers is the HBO show that he or the Showtime show that he was on. Billions is also. I think Billions is Paul Giamatti. Yes, um, you're right. Yes, and the guy from. Uh, yeah. House of Cards. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the same show. But he well, was also in Young Rock as well, like during that same period of time. Yeah. But what was the name of, I'm trying to think of the name of his, uh, like, workout show. I can't even, I don't see it anywhere on his IMDb. What the, the Titan Games. That's what it was. That's, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know that the Titan Games would be on IMDb. It's like hosted by The Rock, but also like, Fair that enough. would be it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yes, but 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 yeah. But anyway, The Rock is gonna be in big trouble in Little China remake. Oh my god! Okay, the Titan Games is here. Oh, you know what? It's because he's it's listed under his self stuff on IMDb. God, not his role. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) IMDb excursion aside. um, But that's a that's yes yes. But yeah, like that's so. I'm sure he was on Ballers and the Titan Games at the same time. But that sounds like an a sag after a loophole. Like, yeah, out the out out the wall. Um, So, I mean, this is awesome. It's it's going to be interesting to see what this leads to. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because you know you get those actors that you're like, oh my god, they're in everything. And if Mm -hmm. them, if that feeling of them being in everything, a la The Rock, didn't include them being in multiple TV shows at the same time, right? It's an interesting thing. I would also bet that it shoots some show completely in the foot. You know I'm what sure. I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure. there's going to be something where it's going to be like, yep, this did this, signed up for another show. And there you go. I am like exactly what the original law was written to deter. Um, yeah. But also like, yeah, okay, move your production two months. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like there's an ego showdown for you. (laughs) Yes. You move your production two months. It's all ego. Like a lot of this is ego. And it's weird because I think a lot of most like a a lot of earlier sitcoms and earlier, like not super early, but like being like early two thousands and even like bigger shows, like they made a name off of this person starring in it. Like I'm thinking of Breaking Bad. It's like you wouldn't have, like you didn't see Cranston, like obviously Cranston has done TV work, but like you didn't see him and Aaron Paul doing simultaneous things. It was like Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad. It's like Charlie Hunnam, Sons of Anarchy. Like like they made a name off of this one person. So I wonder if it will affect that because it's like Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown, you know, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Like it's it's you associate certain people with certain roles. Now, I don't yeah. think that that's beneficial necessarily for actors because they try and break out of that a lot. But I wonder if that's going to affect a lot of this stuff of being like, well, oh, wait, that's the guy from Stranger Things. And he's also on this simultaneously. Like, is that going to be an issue? But also I'm like, who cares? Like, if, you know, yeah. who care? we're in a we're in an era where who cares? Everything's up for grabs. There's too many shows. Nobody watches the same show. So like maybe yeah. Bobby Brown's in three shows at once. Like I'm totally fine with that, you know? Well, there's an <laughs> interesting all good. <laughs> other part to this of as well of does that make it harder for some actors to make the jump mm. to features? You know, because you talk about Millie Bobby Brown and, you know, yeah, Stranger Things, but you know, she's also been in those Sherlock uh, Enola Holmes movies yep. or Finn Wolfhard, who's been in Ghostbusters, you know, and or it. any number of here are people who got famous. Uh, I mean, Sydney Sweeney is going to be in the yeah. Madam Web movie like, mm-hmm. you know, any number of characters of actors who 
made their name in TV mm-hmm. that now may just float around. And I, as I'm saying this, I'm like floating around in TV is not a bad thing. No. In any capacity. I mean, there's like, I think years ago there was a level where it's like, okay, like, yeah, you could make your name in TV and that that would lead to the big stuff, which is, I think Brian Cranston's a great example of that, of killed Clooney it in Breaking too. Bad and then could do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it, it'll be interesting to see if it's just becomes like, do we get on level of really, really, really famous TV actors? Yeah. And if anyone who's up and coming, who we've never seen before, takes three yeah. roles at once, or if it's like now that people know who Millie Bobby Brown is, like now she can do a bunch of different shows if she wants to at the same time versus yeah. like see, Stranger Things season one. Like, I doubt she would. Book, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe she would book three shows at once. So it, it really will come down to like it'll probably affect this more seasoned TV actors who want to stay in this realm. Um, yeah. Which, you know, who knows? But it's weird, dude. And this is off topic, but a lot of movie actors are going to TV now. Yeah. Like a lot of them. I mean, like it's Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Like a lot of them are making the jump over. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Scott. You know, it's like, it's, it's really interesting to see the shift. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He was TV before I, I was like, what direction are we going here? Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. Um, (laughs) um, yeah christopher walken (laughs) yeah yeah so we'll have to follow this and really see what kind of waves this makes in the in the pretty near future because i think people are going to start to take this contract pretty seriously really quickly because it's like oh we're not making anything on residual so we need to just be on like three shows at once so that like it's we're constantly getting paid um yeah so yeah it'll be interesting to see um (laughs) Well, you know what else is going to be really interesting to see? <laughs> yeah. How on earth MoviePass thinks it's going to do something? Well, we'll definitely do something. But will it just put them we'll into the ground something, again? I guess. Um, so MoviePass is relaunching. Quick yes. background. If you weren't around in 2017, uh, MoviePass was an app-based company that basically let you see as many movies as you want for like 10 bucks a month. Um, yes, in theaters. <laughs> in theaters, yeah. You could go to the theater, swipe your MoviePass card, pay for the movie, or not not pay for the not movie, just swipe movie. your card. Uh, and you could do that as many times as you wanted over the course of a month. Uh, yeah. Terrible business plan, drove yeah. itself directly into the ground. Um in quite spectacular fashion and like kind of shady fashion too. I remember reading a few articles that were like, yeah, it would say like your account is locked by mistake. And then you would have to like be on the phone for four hours to even get somebody on the phone to like report the like thing. And they were actively like locking people's accounts intentionally even though right. it was because it was like, yeah, there was no way this company was making money. Yeah, no way. Um, so they went bankrupt, uh, completely yep. crashed and burned. Um, <laughs> and now they're coming back? Question mark? Like soon? Like this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not this week, but. But uh, they've announced that uh, what you said they were doing a beta form. Uh, yeah. So I think on Labor Day. Yes. Um, so this week, starting, I believe, either today or this weekend, you can submit your name and information to possibly be entered into the beta testing phase of this. Because obviously, they're not going to just like send this out well, untested yeah. and see like, how it does. <laughs> um, so you, you potentially could be in the running to be in the beta test, which is really funny. So like, this might not even happen this year if the beta goes well. Yeah. It could be next year. But it's... Happening. The beta could go terribly and it could just, this could just die, but. Right, exactly. But the mere fact that they're coming back to this, this awful business model is yeah. not inconsequential. You know? Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> In my head, MoviePass's legacy is the fact that it kicked all of the major theater brands into gear to do this themselves. 
Yeah. You can gr- you can join like Regal Unlimited. Yeah. Which is like an eighteen dollar a month new movie anytime movie ticket subscription plan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. different tiers. I think there's somewhere you can do like two movies a month or unlimited or five or eight or whatever. Right. Um, Regal has one of those. Showtime has one of those. AMC, AMC. has one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, like all this different stuff. So that's movie passes. Legacy is it made everybody go, uh, okay, well we have to compete with this insane thing that supposedly is profitable. Uh, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think there's a fair amount of people out there that probably do that, you know, I imagine if I lived closer to a, a movie theater, I would be a member. Uh, are you a member of any of these? Yes, I am a member of the AMC Stubbs Pass, and I use it. W- I'm one of the people they don't make money on. So yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the whole that was Movie Pass's whole uh, business model of, well, you know, some people are going to go see six movies a day, but like right. a lot of people are just going to forget about it and right, like and just they'll just paying. pay and yeah. Which even saying it out loud, you go, that's the stupidest idea. Or Like, come on. Unlimited movies? Yeah. Unlimited. Even the person who never goes to see movies will see two movies in a month. Yeah. And that pays um, for it, plus some. <laughs> so what happens then? What's what's going to happen? What's your prediction for when Movie Pass returns? So I know already they're doing a tiered system. So, like, there's going to be a $10 tier, a $20 tier, a $30 tier, possibly further. Mm-hmm. Um I think that this is actually going to go f- pretty well, honestly. Yeah. Because I think that, yeah, I, I do. And I don't really know why, but I think that they're going to think about it a lot more. I think they're going to be like, you can't see it. Like, there's going to be no unlimited tier, obviously. It's yeah. going to be, you see one movie a week, you know, two movies a week, three movies a week, uh, so so on and so forth. But, I mean, they have 25% of the movie theater chains on board. That's what I read. To, mm-hmm. to have this happen so it means that it's going to be beneficial for them either way so that makes me think that they've ironed out something here that's like okay you know that's yeah it, it works but i mean i think that they're looking at amc stubs and the showtime pass and being like this is how you do it like this is how you properly set up a business model that makes sense in this climate especially yeah. when movie theaters are very up and down with what performs well and what doesn't what good movies are and what aren't i mean there are months that go by that like no good movies come out like this month is pretty stale like, yeah there's a couple good things but like three thousand years of longing i'm like i don't know people are gonna go see that mm-hmm. really you know it's very odd um so i i feel like it's gonna do okay honestly what do you think I'm torn because it has competition now. It does. You know, like the AMC Stubbs Club and Regal, you know, Crown. Um, I wonder if that's going to are viable options. Encapsulate those. I bet. I bet you those are. Separate. I would. Like you can't I, yeah, I would be surprised. Like that's like you say, twenty five percent of theaters are signed on. That's like nothing. I know. I know. You know what I mean? That's like okay, dude. Like twenty five percent. It, that's like I feel like that's like the market that's not any of like the big three. It's you know what AMC, I mean? I'm speculating, not, yeah. but like, you know, I feel yeah. like they're like, oh, yeah, we've talked to all the tiny indie theaters and they're like, I guess again, speculation. <laughs> yeah. But so my thing the is, is like draft house. <laughs> yeah. My thing is like, OK, from my perspective. All right. My closest theater is. A Regal, I think. Oh, OK. Ooh, that's a really set. Oh, oh, that made me really sad. Um, you can't name the closest theater. Oh, God. We'll give him credit, guys. He moved fairly recently. It was like two years ago. It's a showcase. OK, <laughs> um, it's a showcase. It's a it's a cinema deluxe, which is what I had in my head. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck owns that. Uh, but Netflix. <laughs> I, well, no, a showcase, but um, yeah, I know, I know. So my closest one is a showcase, and I have looked at the showcase like things. You know what I mean? Now, for me, like that's the only one that's within any kind of good distance. Yeah, you know, that's like that's the only theater to. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. So like, for me, you have to be a better, like a substantially better deal than the Showtime version of this 
for me to be like, oh, okay, yeah, like that's a way better deal. I'll do that. Which is like, I feel like there's no right. way that show, like showcase cinemas lets that happen. Yeah. You know? So, but that's me. If you live in any kind of metropolitan area, like if you live in Boston or New York or LA or Atlanta or Chicago or New Orleans, New Orleans yeah, I guess New Orleans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, there may be five different theaters within five minutes of you. I mean, right. you go to an AMC, you like in Boston, there is, is there not like a showcase also right in that area? I'm trying to remember from when I lived over it's there. It's very possible, but I honestly yeah. haven't even checked. But anyway, but like, so there's people that are like, I'm going to go to whatever show and, you know, including in that the Alamo draft houses and things like yeah. that, that kind of thing. If I have one card that works at all of those, hell yeah, Dude. I'll pay an extra five bucks for that or whatever hell yeah you know what i mean where it's like especially when you get into things where you're like okay showcase has this or amc has this and regal has this which is like an ongoing battle between mm -hmm. them you know if i want to go to something that's only playing at amc movies right now and i only have a showcase card right you know so that's where i'm like they could do really well is right in like higher more densely populated areas where it's like there's more options, but I don't know if that's going to be big enough mm -hmm. to turn a profit, mm. especially with competition out there. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know that's, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you know, that was their big problem before is like everybody signed up for this and was like, sweet. <laughs> and then they were like, oh shit, we can't deliver on what we've promised. But like, right. I, yeah. I, is it, I don't know. I mean, let's put it this way. If the $10 tier is two movies a month. Yeah. I think a lot of people would do that just to be like, yeah, especially right now. I think now is a perfect time for them to be doing this because there is a lot of buzz with theatrical releases right now. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be Top Gun or Nope, like a lot of things that are, and tons of trailers are, exclusively in theaters mm -hmm. and you know people i think for the first half of this year and definitely the the previous two years were okay being like well i'll wait and i'll yeah. see this when it comes out but when people are like you gotta go see nope in a theater you gotta go see everything everywhere in a theater or like you'll never find it on a streamer yeah like it's forcing people's hands now to where 10 bucks for two movies and I'm speculating two movies a month. Like that's not a yeah. hard ask for people who would go see one movie a month. You and know, it would spend be more if than it's 10 cheaper. Bucks. Like yeah. if you're going to one movie a month and that makes it cheaper. Yeah. Like that's the other big thing is like when you're hitting movies that are like, yeah, it's 15 bucks to get through the door. Right. It'll be interesting to see how they structure it. Cause it's like, is it going to yeah. be everything? Is it going to include IMAX? Is it going to include, you know, uh, like opening night stuff opening nights can i bring my family like yeah you know there, mm -hmm. there's a lot of options to consider there and it'll be interesting to see what they actually put out i i, I don't have i mean maybe i'm just reacting from what it was but i feel like this is just gonna like be around for another six weeks and then and then just and be like we're bankrupt again. Yeah. I mean, they have a really high bar to clear because with the AMC Stubbs list, that's the only one I have like personal, like a relationship to. But like yeah. they, it's not just seeing three movies a week. It's you get to cut the line for yeah. getting snacks. Like you get to get like get on their Wi-Fi when you get in there. Like it's it's a lot of things where it's not just the three movies a week for twenty five bucks a month. It's all of this extra stuff. And so if they can come up with something. Obviously, you can't do that with like random theaters. Be like, cut the line. You have this card. Like, what? That doesn't yeah. mean anything. So, well, it's and gonna that's be... that's the thing. Sorry, that's the thing no, with no, yeah. AMC. That if I was AMC and they were asking for this, I'd be like, yeah, you can sell tickets, but like, you're not giving out the same perks that we're giving for the Stubbs membership. You know, like, yeah, no, right. you can wait in line with the rest of the people. Yeah, and you get point. Like, every time I go and I get concessions, they scan your thing, and you yeah. get points towards your next thing. And it's like, they have such a high bar to clear now yeah. that it's it, it's very possible they crash and burn. But I'm thinking if they're bringing it back, like, who goes back to a dumpster fire a second time, yeah. you know, without some kind of plan in place? Yeah. It happens, but it's it's with, with this type of money on the line— 
And with theaters I mean, being like, Stacey okay. Spikes says that. Stacey Spikes, co-founder of MoviePass, is the guy that's <laughs> coming back yeah. and being like, yep, this is going to work, right. guys. Right. But if he wasn't turned off enough right. by, you know, exploding the first time, then I'm here to see what happens. And yeah. the tiered thing, I, I want to see what happens. I want to see what kind of perks they give. I want to see exactly what each tier is going to entail because that's going to really determine whether it's worth it. If it's like... 10 bucks a month you get to see one movie every two months it's like well come on now you know yeah <laughs> we'll have to see but um yeah it's 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 coming back guys it's coming <laughs> so back get on that that today as of 9 a.m today yeah you can sign up to be on the Go beta so up. do it <laughs> are you gonna sign up josh you know what i think i will because why the hell not honestly yeah. like i'll do it for a month and if it sucks i'll you know but bail out yeah not not too awesome. much of a <laughs> of a barrier of entry so <sighs> unless so they unless it, they lock you in for a year-long contract true there's <sighs> lots of moves yeah it's a lot of waiting and seeing here yeah guys <laughs> um but let's no longer make our listeners wait and see uh about yes. this week's recommendations let's do it i feel like that's the first <laughs> time i've ever like transitioned into the recommendations yes yeah, so um, i was just being like oh all right. Yeah. All right. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Um, so, Josh, you want to tell what our theme for this week is? Yes. And so this was sparked because of a conversation we had uh, on Sunday. Because yes. uh, Willis asked me if I was going to tune into House of Dragon. And I said, no, because I'm not a big Game of Thrones guy and not a big fantasy guy in general. And that sparked a, oh, my God, okay. And like a Lord of the Rings thing. Like, wow. Yeah, like a oh my god, the betrayal and whatever, uh, Josh. <laughs> and so I'm. I thought it would be fun to to recommend something that we really love that our co-host would hate. Just yes. Because I think that a lot of our opinions align, but there are very specific things that we don't align on. And I just thought this would be really fun to do. <laughs> yeah. And who yeah. knows? Like we're just. And this could be interesting. This here. could go either way. Yeah. It could be like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, are you kidding? I love that movie. Exactly. Um, um, but it's movies I, that we still recommend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I want you to go first. I really, okay. I'm really curious here. <laughs> so I went down this whole big rabbit hole of like, all right, what does Josh not like? <laughs> um, not many things. Not I many things. You, I feel like you're harder on this this prompt than I am because I'm pretty just straight up like, yeah, I'm good on horror movies. I'm not doing that um, yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now but, you know that like, basically if it's fantasy, it's just, unless it's like sci-fi fantasy or like the princess bride fantasy. So like, what I'm I have kind of. here is not <laughs> fantasy. Ooh, I'm very curious now. I leaned into what is another type of movie that I feel like, you are less into okay uh and that's musicals yeah i think that's fair right <laughs> yes <laughs> um and there was one that popped in my head and i was like he might love this if he first saw it at the appropriate time okay and then i looked at the year that it came out and i'm like i don't think he could have seen this at the appropriate time okay all right so this is like way too much of a bill my recommendation for this week is the 1992 movie newsies I've actually, I've never seen this. I've heard of it and a lot of people I know love it, but I've never seen it. So Newsies, I watched Newsies for the first time when I was like eight, maybe, okay. which is, which is the prime time because it's, it's a musical about kids uh, who deliver papers in the fifties and it's baby, 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 Christian Bale. Um, oh, and also Bill Pullman and Robert Duvall Disney movie. It will always have a very, very dear place in my heart. I can like sing most of the songs just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, arguably not the best movie. It That's is that okay. classic like early 90s. Here's Disney making a live action movie. Uh, yeah. But I'm like, I think about it. I'm like, I just don't think you'd connect with it. I think it's Probably like, not. it's a little too bizarre too early 90s too yeah much musical um yeah and like in terms of the filmmaking not that much to write home about like that was my thing that i kept running into stuff with you of like 
Josh may not like stuff, but if it's good filmmaking, he'll do it. Yes. You know what well, I mean? I'll do just about anything, but if, like, there's a lot of stuff that I'll sit through and appreciate, but really not enjoy. And yeah. that, I would fall, I would say that might be in that category, but I would say that's something that I don't like. Yeah. You know? I'll say the camera work's amazing in West Side Story, but I didn't love West Side Story, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is, like, there's a lot of, West Side Story is a good parallel for that because it's, like, there's a lot of similarities between West Side Story and Newsies, but, like, Newsies doesn't have that, like, top-tier filmmaking. <laughs> so. Sure. <laughs> So it has the it it has everything except for the stuff that I would like about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And there's a reason. Like I've I've known about this movie forever. Yeah. There's a reason I haven't seen it yet. Yes. You know. <laughs> Fun fact that I will throw at you: uh, Trey Parker's in it. Does Trey sing in it? He does. He's like maybe fifteen. Oh my god! It's okay. All priest South Park. Um, yeah. But. It, that might be a, like a, a YouTube search for you, Trey Parker in Newsies. In Newsies, um, yeah, <laughs> and Christian Bale because I'm like Christian I didn't Bale, even realize. Yeah. <laughs> Christian Bale saying Bill Pullman sings in it, and it's something else. Oh but, my god! Okay, uh, all right. Well, but anyway, let's uh, let's what what do you have for me, Josh? I'm so afraid. this is a movie I'm scared. that you will absolutely despise. All right. Like it's a movie that you're going to hate. And it's not because it's like it's a horror movie, obviously, but it's not something that's too scary. Mm -hmm. It's something that is just the right level of bad, but mm -hmm. in a way that I loved. So it's a it's a movie that came out in 2011, directed and written by a, a pair called the Vicious Brothers, which have done mm -hmm. nothing else since. Um and it's called Grave Encounters. It is a found footage horror movie that takes place in an abandoned mental asylum <laughs> that when I saw this movie, just watch the trailer. You'll think it's yeah. You, I'm, you will I, absolutely. I, I had my IMDb search ready for this. <laughs> it is the quintessential like this period of time horror movie where mm -hmm. it's like they they gave enough effort to be like this is something that. I think I was, what, 2011, so I was, like, in my early teens. Like, this was exactly during the paranormal activity craze, mm -hmm. like, the devil inside, like, all of these, like, relatively low-budget, cheap yeah. know, horror movies. And this is no exception. It relies a lot on really bad <laughs> CGI. It relies a lot on jump scares. But there's something about it where the one thing that I love about this movie is they made the hospital a character. And I always love mm -hmm. this. I mean, The Shining, like there's a lot of movies that take this and do it really well. This movie, I think, does it in an interesting way where it's like the building keeps changing. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's doors where there didn't used to be doors. And there was a wall at the end of the staircase that didn't used to be there. And there's like these moments where watching it you're like it's it takes paranormal activity to the next level where it's mm -hmm. like they're these are people who are asking for it like it's it basically it follows a group of paranormal investigators who go into this haunted place trying to figure like see haunted paranormal settings yeah. and they do and <laughs> it's just that simple um again it's hard to say that this is a really good movie mm -hmm. but i just have such an affection for this movie for it not hit only right the at the time, right time the right time yeah. and it was it, it genuinely scared me when i saw it i'm like it, it's it's more unnerving the paranormal activity because you're not in the safety of this person's home and sure. you, like, it's not static cameras it's people walking around with them and um it's cheesy it's campy but it takes the ghost hunters thing and basically kills them and i'm mm -hmm. like that is hilarious okay and yeah it's just a it's it's a solid found footage horror movie and there's not that many of them out there. Um, and this kind of takes the tropes of like what you'd, you'd laugh at about them and just throws them in your face. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, you would be rolling your eyes the entire time. I'm like rolling I have my that eyes my watching the trailer. Here. I know, <laughs> literally. But if you like found footage horror movies, this is one you absolutely have to watch because it's part of the, it's part of the lore. Like Grave Encounters is one of those that like all my friends saw it. We rented it off Netflix when it was on a disc. Like you couldn't mm -hmm. see it in a theater because it went straight to VOD. It's one of those that like, oh, we well, gotta watch Grave Encounters, you know? Yeah. Um and yeah, it's it's dumb, but it's I just I love this movie. <laughs> it's so it's funny because I, I have it on Letterboxd. I'm the only person out of all my friends who's actually rated this movie. <laughs> so that's when you know that people Excellent. really didn't enjoy this that much. But I just just 
give it a shot, guys. If you love the corn, you love the cheese, this is perfect for you. So Grave Encounters. <laughs> I, I am And Newsies. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when our recommendations are so wildly like disproportionate. Yeah. Like never in any podcast ever has Grave Encounters and Newsies been talked about within the same like three minute period. Never. Um, incredible. Absolutely never. Incredible. <laughs> um, I love our letterbox recommendation list so much because it's so insane. Yeah. But it's like, like if it, you didn't know it was two people, it could absolutely be one person. Yeah. 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 And it, it tailors to our interests, but you can see where they merge and then split. And yeah. it's just, <laughs> I love it. Amazing. All right. Good stuff. Well, speaking of letterbox, uh, Josh, where yeah. can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelt with no E. You can also find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. Uh, Letterboxd, you can find all the movies and sometimes miniseries that I watch on a weekly basis. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, you can find me on the internets at Willis Film uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Letterboxd. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast itself, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters, on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, and on Letterbox at Pixel Splitters, where you will find all of our recommendations and top five lists, including Newsies and Grave Encounters. The perfect double feature that you didn't know existed. Josh, have you seen Grave Encounters 2? I have. We won't talk about it. You know? Okay. We won't okay. talk about it. <laughs> I clicked on the Vicious Brothers here and I was like, yeah, all right yes got the yes. other one um yep. all right well i guess that'll uh that'll bring us home it and will. yeah yeah Should <laughs> i'm we never gonna get over that 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 pairing yeah it's it makes no sense but it's it's that's exactly what it's i amazing. wanted i was yeah. like this is gonna be amazing um we're doing megapixels next week right i think so cool live in well, fear just, dear yeah, listener be on the lookout for yet another for megapixels Mega episode yeah megapixels megapixels i don't know we've yeah. been talking too much tonight like is. mouth can't do anything anymore i know i know um so let's wrap it up all right yeah uh i suppose that will be the end of pod it will be end of pod